So Munchers, Nick and I decided to pull an Audible this week and see Phantom Thread because... Uh, Hostiles wasn't uh, readily available to us. Yeah. Happens again. Can't trust these uh, these websites, I guess. Nah. A week know, out. You know this is the only source you can trust. Monday Movie Munchie Madness. Um, so we're going to go see Paddington Bear 2. <laughs> Uh, it's got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. It's supposed to be the most perfect, beautiful movie ever ever crafted. Yeah, it's perfect for all ages. We're not actually seeing it. <laughs> We're going a completely different direction. We're going to see uh, Phantom Thread. Phantom Thread. Starring... Phantom of the Thread. Starring uh, Daniel Day-Lewis in his final movie. Final and finest performance. Yeah, is that what they're saying? That's what you're know. saying. That's what I'm saying. Um, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah. Um, fashion. Fashion, yes. Secrets. Secrets. <laughs> um, what, what's your Violence, prediction? What are you, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I mean, come on, this is, his, this is a swan song. I'm gonna say, let's give it an eight out of ten. Uh, god damn it, you took my number. Yes! Um, <laughs> In that case, I'm going to go even a little higher. I'm going to go 9 out of 10. Oh, shit. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say the date is there. They, uh, they've done it before. Yeah. There will be blood. Yeah, right. It's a masterpiece. Um, 9 out of 10. Wow. We're heading to the theater right now, so yeah. we'll, we'll let you know we'll, soon. We'll let you know real shortly. <laughs> yeah. All right, Munchers. We'll, we'll see you there. for now. See, see you on the other side. Should I kick it like this? Yeah, try it. <laughs> try hold it with your feet, feet while you're talking. <laughs> if you kick with both. See if you can't hold it with your feet while you're talking. Yeah. All right. Oh, hi, Munchers. This is your co-host, Michael, reminding you, as always, that this podcast does contain spoilers. I want to remind you that this week we called an audible. Instead of seeing Hostiles, we saw Phantom Thread. The final... And finest performance by Daniel Day-Lewis. So hold on to your custom-made dresses, because here we go. Once again, to Monday Movie Munchie Madness. I'm Nick Owen. I'm joined today by Michael Brown. Michael, I'm wearing the new shirt you got me. Are there any secrets inside? Yeah, I may have sewed a lock of your mother's hair in there. Ooh. How'd you get that? <laughs> uh, yeah, you don't want to know. Um, well, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Um, this week we saw a fan thread. We did. Uh, starring Daniel Day-Lewis, directed mm-hmm. by Paul Thomas Anderson. Paul Thomas Anderson. An excellent performance by the, uh, the actress, too. I don't know her name. I, we should have looked that up. We should have looked that up. I don't know why we didn't. Yeah. What were we thinking? Um, last week, I think we saw... What did we see last week? Uh, last week, we saw Molly's Game. <laughs> no. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> that was a couple weeks ago, I think. Yeah, that was two weeks ago. Um... Vicky Creeps. I don't know how to say this. Creeps? Yeah. Crepes? Cripes? Is it Cripes? She's from Luxembourg. So it could be. Oh, sure. Sure, 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 sure. 
Um, Last week we saw the post, by the way. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> of course. I looked it up. Um, do you do any cutting edge journalism <laughs> over the past week? Uh, no, but uh, some guy who worked for some big company handed me a stack of papers by the government. <laughs> Literally? Uh, yeah, I, I can't, <laughs> can't figure out if I want to publish or not, so... Uh, don't do it. Stay tuned. Uh, so we came in, we had that uh, real quick predictions. Mm-hmm. You came in with an eight. I did. And you came in with a nine. Yeah. What are you coming out with? Uh, I'll bump it up to an 8.5. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, full half point jump. Yeah, I'm going to go a little lower. I'm going to drop down to an eight. Okay. But um, I think that's what originally what I wanted to go with. I mean, it is. So, yeah. So you're right on the money. There's some biases going on probably. For sure. Of course. For sure. Um, but I thought it was great. That was a great movie. I, I think it's an absolute treat that we got to watch Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. I feel I'm just, I feel blessed. I'm that so you're... sad that that's the last one. Hopefully Scorsese in a couple of uh, years will bring him out of retirement again. Yeah, well, hasn't he retired before? Yeah. And then Scorsese was like, hey, you want to do uh, yeah. whatever it's called? Gangs of New York. Gangs of New York, yeah. can't remember anything, what anything it's called right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. Gangs of New York, though. Yeah. yeah. And then he did a few more after that. Yeah, of course. And now he's, he's quitting again, as they say. Yeah, he's retiring. Instead of just, like, taking another 10 years off of acting. He said... He's quoted in the Telegraph as saying his last film made him overwhelmed with sadness. I'm overwhelmed with sadness right now. I'd say it's that was his, an excellent performance. It was, and I, like I don't unparalleled almost. I don't. Uh, I don't think he's getting a lot of buzz for best actor. We'll find out on Tuesday. Actually, I guess we'll find out. Yeah, because it, it'd be hard not to think best actor when you watch this performance. Who has who's done a better job this year? Can you think of anyone? Uh. Well, you, I mean, you haven't seen a couple of movies That's where true. they're talking, like, getting a lot of best actor movies, Call Me By Your Name and uh, right. Darkest Hour. I don't think you've seen any of no, those. I want to see Darkest Hour real bad. I'll see Call Me By Your Name, but I really want to see Darkest, Darkest Hour. Darkest Hour, yeah. What great, uh, yeah. great performance from, uh, what's his name? Can't remember the damn thing. I got you. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman, of course. I cannot remember a single name right now. Um, but yeah, great performance by Gary Oldman. Sure. A name I can remember from Call Me By Your Name is Timothy Chalamet or something like that. Chalamet. Okay. I remember and Army it, Hammer, right? Yeah, Army Hammer yeah. for Best Supporting. Okay. And actually, they're talking about, uh, we've talked about this before, there's two guys for Best Supporting from Call Me By Your Name. Two? Army Hammer and uh, Michael Stuhlberg. Okay, I'll I'll see it. I'll see it for sure. Yeah. You, know I mean? you know, as soon as those, uh, as soon as the Oscar uh, picks come out, I'll go. So you've probably this is probably the best acting performance you've seen. It's the best one I've seen this year. I mean, besides uh, Brigsby Bear, Kyle Mooney and Kyle Mooney and Brigsby Bear, of course. Brigsby Bear himself. Yeah. <laughs> besides Kyle Mooney as Brigsby Bear in Brigsby Bear. Yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, this was excellent. I mean, come on. I don't know. I don't know how you act any better than that. Yeah, I, I don't you know. I actually invented know. acting. <laughs> uh, I mean, did you did you see some parallels between 
Daniel Day Lewis's acting career in this movie? Because I kind I feel like I kind of thought about it in the first half of the movie. Okay, how or so? just because he's just like at the top of his game. Oh, okay. Uh, it, like absolutely crushes everything he does. Like yeah. everyone loves his uh, dresses. Everyone loves Daniel Day Lewis performances. That's true. And like this is this is kind of. Well, I knew. I mean, we obviously knew that this was his last performance, allegedly. Mm-hmm. And uh, it kind of felt as if, like his his. I mean, in the first half of the movie, it, it felt to me like his his reign of like top dressmaker is going to end at some point. Yeah. Which I guess it kind of does, right? Yeah. Um, they start going into like, or other people are going into other fashion houses. Yeah, he's starting to Towards lose, and he doesn't really understand yeah. the new trends. I mean, that wasn't the that wasn't the story at all, but that's kind of my thought process in the beginning of the movie. Right. Yeah. No, he doesn't. I I, I get that. It's almost like the industry's moving on beyond him. He freaks out over the word chic. Yeah, that yeah. was funny. <laughs> yeah, that was a good good scene. But he's he just doesn't he doesn't understand where the industry's headed. It's like it's leaving him behind, um, and he and he blames Alma for being the shadow cast over his house and his life yeah and his work um, but and she kind of was she kind of was but at the same time we see that she's actually sort of keeping him fresh by knocking him down and letting him build himself back up yeah it's it's crazy like this the story is is ridiculous because these this character is like a workaholic true and true and he goes through yeah. like an addiction cycle sleeps like four hours a night yeah and then just pumps out like the best quality yeah Reynolds, Reynolds Woodcock. Until he just runs himself into the ground, and then he's got to take a few days off. And, then, you know, that was, like, happening at naturally. They explain how that cycle was happening naturally. He basically burns the candle at both ends. He's like, can't do it anymore. Then he goes to the country. Yeah. He acts sick for a couple of days. Yeah, he's pretty much sick. He's pretty much sick from it, yeah. And then he gets better. He, like, nurses himself back to health and gets right back at it. He's more, like, right after the cycle, or at the beginning of the cycle, he's, like, more happy and, like, mm-hmm. energetic and... Um, bearable I guess like to right. other people yeah and then uh, by the end he's just kind of a dick yeah a real dick not yeah. kind of a dick yeah he's a real dick and he's like impossible to be around yeah yeah and Alma loves him all the same to the point where she poisons him when he gets to that point with mushrooms to start the process over to start quicker yeah. right yeah exactly <laughs> so she's basically she's like unplugging him and plugging him back in or hitting yeah. the reset button on him and he's okay with that it will, yeah, and I, right. I was wondering, and I don't know if you picked up on this, but when the hell did he notice that she poisoned him? Do you think he knew the first time? Or yeah, I mean, I'd have to go back and like watch it completely. I don't think so. I think he f- he figured yeah. out when he was watching her cook. Yeah, in that kitchen scene. Yeah, I think so. You too. know what I mean? Yeah, which was like the yeah. most incredibly acted scene I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, almost like him I just go chewing bite by bite that scene again. Yeah, yeah. There, it was like they had an entire conversation without anyone saying hardly anything. Yeah. And he was just you chewing. understood the conversation and extremely he slow. Yeah. yeah, that is the kind of acting that we're gonna, the world will miss when Daniel Delos goes back to making shoes. Yeah, becoming a cobbler. Yeah, I'm sure there's got to be some <laughs> parallels too between like the the life he's chosen making being a cobbler in Italy and his decision to make this film or who knows he's he's a method actor right so maybe 
this is this is all a ruse, and he was in Italy, or maybe this is how his life just <laughs> unfolds. Maybe he was in. He decided to learn a trade. He got into the head of someone who who does a trade. Like, mm-hmm. Can't you just imagine him actually being this way, but with his shoes? He probably makes the world's finest shoes. I want a pair. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I he mean, probably only makes like one pair a month, but just by the way he acts. Yeah, like, I'm sure he's so dedicated to making shoes. Sure, cobbling. Yeah, cobbling, cobbling. That he just makes some fine products. I'm sure he's certainly like similar to Reynolds uh, Woodcock. Reynolds Woodcock, and I think that's my new could be my new alias. Reynolds Woodcock. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like having two last names. What What will people think? Yeah. Or having one name and then two set two words combined. Yeah. Reynolds. I've never heard Reynolds as a first name before. No. But then again, I've never been to England, so it could be pretty popular over there. Yeah. Old, old London town. They did. They made a good. Or they did a good job of making England look bearable. Yeah. Pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I know. They had some good shots. I was, was just like, whoa! It looked gorgeous. I forgot I was in England here. Yeah. Me too. It seemed like. France or Italy or yeah. something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, those, those shots of the streets. Did it even rain once? <laughs> uh, I'm sure it constantly rains in England. I don't know. We got a lot of listeners in the UK, so guys, let us we? know. How accurate was that depiction of London? Is that a very idealistic portrait of London, or uh, is London really like that? I'd love to know. I think we should go over there and do a show one of these days. Like maybe not, maybe not a live week. show in yeah, London. London. <laughs> maybe not today or this week, but yeah, not next week. No, I'm busy next week. But for a for a good English movie, yeah. How about the place where he meets Alma? <clears throat> oh, in the country. Water, yeah. yeah, it's gorgeous. I loved uh, all the the car scenes. Ooh. I thought those were like really well done. Ah, dude, I love that car. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was an Alfa Romeo. I wanted to look that up. Can you find out what kind of car that was for us? Sure. I'm, I'm, if I have to Stash guess. Stash station in the back plugging away. Yeah, as always. Doing the hard work. He's the backbone of this production. Uh, every, every time. Amazing. What were you saying? I'm sorry. No, I think it was, that was like a beautiful Alfa Romeo, probably designed by Pinferina. Yeah, I think. Yeah. And the uh, the scenes where they're driving through the like the country, I guess, and the oh, forest, yeah. like some cool little car scenes. I love that. I really jo- enjoyed. I love that shot when uh, he first. Uh, what's his sister's name? Cyril. Cyril. When Cyril first suggests at the beginning of the movie that he go to the country, and then he says, "Oh, that's a really good idea," and he. They then show him driving to the country, and they have that that shot of the. It's like the camera's mounted on the car, and it's shaking with the car on the yeah. country road. That was so cool. The same thing, like right behind, or um, the. It seemed like the camera was mounted like right behind it. Yeah, and he pulls up to the gas station, and was right. that the same? It was, it was the same. Not it's not this shot. I was saying it, but it's it's, it's a similar shot. Same. Yeah, it's, it's a similar same. shot. Yeah, yeah, very cool shots. Yeah, just what an experience this this movie. Yeah. You, you described it as art after we left, right? And I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. It is art. Like, I don't know how many times I can watch. I mean, I guess I can watch it all the time, but probably not as a, as attentively as I would in in right. theaters because you're in like we're watching it today, 
hanging on to like every word that Absolutely. they say, you know? It's a movie that deserves your attention. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And it, yeah, I, I think I, I mentioned, like I had to ask you what his sister's name was, but if you didn't catch it at the beginning of the movie when he says her name, Cyril, then you wouldn't know for a fact that that was his sister because he never calls her his sister or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but he does, they do have that sort of relationship. So you, if you're not paying attention at every juncture of this movie, you'll miss something. You'll need to go back and rewatch it to piece the story Definitely. together. Definitely. Did you think um, Cyril and Alma had similar personalities kind of treated him the same way? In a way, where they both were kind of his his caretakers. That's why she kind of stuck around. Yeah. Because Cyril liked her. Yeah. And uh, because she, I mean, in the beginning of the movie, she's so willing to dump uh, off her his other girlfriend. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah, absolutely. But she, she this isn't the case with with uh, Alma. No, and it was it was pretty clear from uh, there's the that brief interaction that we saw with the first girlfriend that she didn't have. I want to say control, but I don't think that's sort of the right word. But she didn't she didn't capture his attention the way that Alma did, you know. And because and she he, probably he didn't, didn't get her. it like Alma did either. Yeah. Because Alma could like tolerate him. Maybe the she somehow understood him. Yeah. You know, and it's funny because he's he was a simple guy, but he was very complicated at the same time because he he was very deliberate in everything that he did, very structured. And he knew exactly how we like things. So from that, you you know, take a look from the outside. The guy looks like he's got a real structure and is very easy to understand. Yeah. But the slightest thing goes wrong, and he just kind of goes off the rails. And uh, it's it's just funny. He's like a he's like a fine Swiss watch or something. It's like uh, towards the end of the movie when like they first they're going out to breakfast after like when they're after they get married. Yeah. Uh, they go out to breakfast, and he's con- he's tolerating those like little sounds that he bitched about, right? You know before, right? But then like a couple days later, it happens again, where he's just like so irritated by it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he slips into that, and that's the zone he slips into where it's like oh, he needs to hit the reset button now. Yeah, because it's starting to like he, it's like I don't know. He needs to like clean the pipes out because he's starting to his mind's starting to get junked up with the distractions of the world around him. Because when he's in the zone. He's in the zone for conceivably weeks or months on end, where he just nonstop works, sleeps just enough as he has to. Cranking out gorgeous dresses. Yes. <laughs> Super, like, with notes inside all of them. I, I thought they were going to be more, uh, more, more, I thought the movie in general was going to be more about, like, secrets that he, like, oh, tied right. into these uh, dresses. Yeah. The previews kind of made it seem like that. I thought it was going to be a lot darker than it was, too. It was dark. Yeah, in, yeah, it definitely. was dark in a sense that like these people have some deep-seated mental issues, but at the same time, their gears fit together perfectly. So yeah, that it's like a ro- it it's like a romance, right? It's a romance. It, it seems like there's got to be some kind of like abuse going on in this relationship somewhere, but really there wasn't. It's just they uh, were just. I don't know if you could just completely say uh, there wasn't. I, I she know. was she was poisoning them, but they're, she they're, was hallucinating so on they mushrooms. Were, they were abusing each other, but the way that their abuses dovetailed into each other, it worked. For it was true love. love. It was true love. Yeah. Which sure, I mean, maybe that maybe that is true love. Who am I to say? They might have been abused in the past. Like his mom might have been kind of. Yeah, I mean, he is definitely a mama's boy. You know what I mean? Yeah, he he lived. Is. He lived to serve his mom, mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, she kind of 
she lived to please, I guess, but who knows what her, we don't know what her past was. Who, the mom? No, 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 almost, yeah. Yeah. We just see her, she's like a waitress. Yeah, but how did she end up there? We have no idea. We don't even know where she's from, but Luxembourg, the actress is from Luxembourg. (laughs) She could have been from Luxembourg. (laughs) Who are we to say? Who are we to say? Is Paul Thomas Anderson English? Oh, by the way, I just found out it's just a British sports car is all I could find out. Oh, really? That doesn't... It doesn't look like a British sports car. It looks like an Italian sports car. I thought. It could have been a Jaguar. It's too bad that Philip Seymour Hoffman wasn't alive to be in this movie. Oh, man, I miss Philip Seymour Hoffman. Paul Thomas Anderson is a big Philip Seymour Hoffman guy. Yeah, he used him so well. He was. I think he was another one of those guys who only performed when he wanted to and only did you know what I mean like Daniel Day-Lewis where he can he could just show out yeah he can decide what he wants to do because he's that good yeah yeah that's sad oh yeah fucking Gleason season it's Gleason season awesome oh it's Gleason season which Gleason was in this movie Brian Gleason Brian Gleason the uncle the brother yeah the, the brother, brother of Domino Oh, Domino's brother. He was the Which doctor. Oh, really? He crushed it. He did crush it. <laughs> yeah. He's like, didn't I tell you to fuck off? <laughs> <laughs> there were so there were like three. There were a couple in the beginning, but there's like three things in general that I just want to like immediately make a gif of and uh, yeah, and send it out or just have it in the arsenal. Oh, didn't I tell you to fuck off? Oh yeah, that was fantastic. The part of the beginning where he's just like, I don't have time for confrontation. Yeah. <laughs> like, the arguing was just like such a nuisance that it's like, I, I can't, I don't yeah. have time for this. He's just so focused. With the confrontation. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, that'll throw him off for the entire day. He has his daily regimen. Even when he got married, he went back to that same restaurant with the same table with mm-hmm. his sister and mm-hmm. his wife and like maybe two this time I had two other people with him yeah I think he like entertained you know people who he was making dresses for and stuff like that at that table yeah like I think he, that he could have visitors as long as they were at that table yeah. in that restaurant that was it he wasn't gonna like getting him to go to that wedding was such a thing such a yeah <laughs> They had to, like, really get him to want to go. Yeah, he did not want to go to that. But he went to a... It fell apart, so I could see why. That was great, actually. Can we talk about that one? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that was a great scene. Uh, He makes a dress for... Who... She just spent a lot of money with him. It It seemed like... like, Yeah, she just spends a lot of money with him. Because they mentioned that, like, they wouldn't be living in the house. She she owns the house. Right, basically. Whatever, so, uh, I don't know if he she literally owned the house, but <laughs> yeah. I, I assume she just paid him a lot of money. She bought a lot of dresses, dresses. yeah, exactly. Uh, but this one for her wedding, she just like absolutely is like outrageous, like outrageously drunk and yeah. just obnoxious, and like she passes out on her own wedding, and her new husband and her son have to carry her to her, her uh, wedding room. Yeah, exactly, and her. Uh, I don't know, was and, that her new husband? Or and was that Reynolds her? did not like that. Not at all. No. He came, he went upstairs, and he had Alma take the dress off of her as she <laughs> yeah. passed out. Yeah. And the noises she made were pretty funny. The drunk lady. Oh, yeah, of yeah, course. That was funny. And then, like, after that scene, they, that's, like, when they fell in love, pretty much, it seemed like. 
Yeah. It, well, there was... A, or he fell in love with her. That was a very deep understanding. Yeah. he. That was a point where he was so grateful to, ha- to have her, and he was ap- actually able to express some of that love. I think he I think he was already in love with her. Mm-hmm. I think he fell in love with her in the restaurant when they first met. Sure. But I think he was never able to express it until she poisoned him. Yeah, that the was the... Time. Yeah. <laughs> no, she, there was a glimpse of that at the wedding scene, and then when she poisoned him, he was actually yeah. somehow able to express his love for her maybe because he was so he thought he was so close to death you know he saw his mother and was talking to his dead mother and all that yeah yeah man he was hallucinating he was definitely hallucinating Mm -hmm. off those shrooms Mm -hmm. talking to his dead mom absolutely that was pretty spooky yeah it was spooky because she didn't say anything she just stood there yeah exactly in the corner of the room yeah in that weird looking dress yeah exactly he was how old when he made that like 13 Daniel Day Lewis <laughs> no Reynolds <laughs> I think he was 16 yeah still a hell of an accomplishment oh yeah took him months he said oh, so he's he's had that kind of patience and that kind of artistry since a child he's just a natural I just wanted uh, more secrets yeah there's one note in the movie yeah. just said never cursed yeah yeah so I was gonna be like that was I, I, I actually actually <laughs> love you yeah like exactly I thought it was gonna be like oh I actually am in love with you princess something like that I, see I don't there was definitely some jealousy between Alma and the princess but I think that was all in Alma's head yeah, yeah I agree I don't think he ever even thought about another woman I mean I think he did I just think he thought well he definitely did because time. because in the beginning of the movies he says he could never have a wife because he would feel too deceitful. Yeah, but I think he goes in, like, uh, patterns. Like, where he just gets hooked on one woman, and it, like, runs its course, and then he gets hooked on another woman. But he didn't seem like a player, you know? You know what I mean? <laughs> well, yeah, did, he did. yeah, he did. He, he definitely like did, because, like, the entire first part of the movie, I'm just thinking, like, even before she mentions a game uh-huh. at, like... At that dinner scene that she that's surprise dinner. Yeah. Even before she mentions that, I'm like, oh my god, this game, this guy's game is ridiculous. Like he <laughs> he just brings home a gorgeous woman and just like, oh, let me use you as a model on these ridiculously nice dresses. Wait, right, but I think he only does that with one woman at a time. You know what I mean? Sure, but that's it, what I mean. But it was but like, like I think it was like, woman after woman. Yeah, he basically does that with a woman, and then he like has a sister get rid of him. Yeah, and then he finds another one. Yes, I don't think the projects ever overlap. That's what I'm saying. Okay, but I still think it, like there's definitely a game going on there for sure. Oh yeah, I think his entire life was kind of a game. Yeah, and <laughs> and he had a mad game too. Yeah, yeah. He's like, hey, have you seen these dresses? Let me make one for you right now. <laughs> Yeah. Bust one out real quick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just make a dress for you. Yeah. On the first date. You make a dress for a girl on the first date. Who can compete with that? Yeah. That's that's unparalleled game right there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm blue. Yeah. A dress that girls would kill for, too. Not just like any old dress. Yeah. Plus, you're showing up to your... Uh, to your table at dinner and be like, I, I hope I die in your, in your dress. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, has that ever happened to you? Because that's never happened. I've never had anyone come up to me, no women come up to me and be like, I want to be buried in one of your podcasts. <laughs> yeah. One of these days, I mean. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm, not saying, I'm not saying never, but 
Hasn't happened. I want to be buried in one of your podcasts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just want I just want the mummy podcast playing in my coffin as I get buried in <laughs> Oh man, I want to find this car so bad. I wish I was as good at anything as Daniel Day Lewis is at is that uh, at acting? Acting. Yeah. Well, maybe. I wanted to do a deep dive into both Daniel Day Lewis and Paul Thomas Anderson before this podcast, but kind of snuck up on us. Yeah, we weren't expecting to see yeah. this. Yeah. Um, but I did watch one Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Mm. Which one was that? Punch Drunk Love. Oh yeah. What did you think? Have I've you never seen, seen it? it. No. Uh, it's pretty absurd. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Absurd, like how. I mean, that there will be blood. Is that absurd? No, it's more like uh, uh, Coen Brothers absurd. Oh, okay. almost. Oh, really? Interesting. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, the whole movie is basically Adam Sandler, who is great in in this movie. He he calls like this the like sex phone number, uh-huh. and they try like the person tries to extort him and like give me a bunch of money and he's like no fuck off and then Philip Seymour Hoffman and some goons like go and like oh what yeah wow it's not even what I thought the movie was gonna that's be that's not what I thought it was about at yeah. all but it's a quick uh, like 90 minute movie so uh, okay so let me ask you this he uses Adam Sandler in Punch Drunk Love yes and then Adam Sandler made a movie called The Cobbler for Netflix yeah Daniel Day-Lewis was a cobbler and then played in this movie and what's, in There Will Be Blood and in There Will Be Blood so what is uh, yeah, what, what's the connection there I don't know because I watched that Netflix movie and it you was, saw the cobbler it was awful I'm watching all the wrong movies <laughs> what do you mean I don't know it was just really bad it was a bad movie what do you give it he's a cobbler three uh, if that two and a half if that he was, he's a cobbler and he puts on his customer's shoes and he becomes them for the night. And he goes and lives their life for a night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, terrible. Yeah, it's pretty awful. Um, goldderby.com, where I find all my Oscar odds. All your Oscar odds. Um, they have Phantom Thread at 100 to 1. 13th for Best Picture. 13th? Yeah, I feel like it... That seems ridiculous. I feel like it deserves a little more love than that, for sure. It's got the big sick ahead of it. I like the big sick a lot. I do too, but it's not that movie we just saw. Yeah, they're not even... I mean, they're they're playing different sports. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're completely... Yeah. The fact that those two movies would even be judged against each other kind of makes me sick to my stomach. (laughs) It does it? Yeah. Can't you hear the orchestra at the Oscars playing that music? Gorgeous, gorgeous soundtrack to this movie. Like the whole time, just so like strings. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Jesus, they really. uh, The music really lets you know like how the movie's flowing too. Like when the music will stop, you know shit's getting real. Yeah. And then it will like kind of be fast and like all right, things kind of moving along. And then Mm -hmm. when like the actual like real score, it's like something really. Yeah. impactful is happening or really big like when he fell in love with the very beginning of the movie and the very end like, as it's meant to do yeah. absolutely 
so let's yeah, uh, scored to a T. It was great. It was fantastic. Um, best actor, top five. Gary Oldman is the favorite. Really? Okay. Timothy Chalamet. Two. The guy, the kid in. Uh, okay, the one you mentioned earlier. Call me by your name. Mm-hmm. He's also in Lady Bird and also super good in that. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> Real funny. Dale J. Lewis third. Okay. So that's he's up there. Fair. Daniel Kaluuya from Get Out. Okay, I haven't seen that one. James Franco, disaster artist. Well, he won't get it. James. Yeah. No, he won't. But. He should get a nom. He should definitely get a nom. He should get a nom, but he won't get it because uh, he's allegedly a sexual predator now. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he won't get it. Tom Hanks, six for the post. And he won't get it because it wasn't. Uh, Tom Hanks for best actor for the post? Not supporting? Yeah, best actor. He wasn't the leading actor. Yeah. Um, and then Gold Derby also has Leslie Manville, who played uh, Cyril. Seventh. 33 to 1. Seventh, huh? She's yeah. good. I mean, I, I don't know. Nah, I mean... She's not... The, I don't think she's the best actress for this, but she was very good. Yeah. She did a very good job. You did a very good job if you listen to this. That's what I thought, but... <laughs> well, I guess she'd be under best actress. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, I think I liked Alma better than Sarah. Uh, Yeah. I did too. Yeah. She was she but they, it. they both did I mean, for the parts they played, they both did a very good job. What other uh, Paul Thomas Anderson movies have you seen? Um, I feel like we came we question. came in to this and we didn't have uh, a lot of PTA knowledge. But okay, well here's what's out there. There will be blood, I've seen Boogie Nights I've seen, Phantom Thread I just saw. Um, oh, dude, Cigarettes and Coffee. I've heard about this movie. He directed that movie? Um, let's see. Yeah, he directed it. Oh, wow. I've seen that movie. How was it? I've heard good. good things. I saw it when I was super young, and I really enjoyed it for some reason. Okay. Yeah, I, I've heard it's like a transformative movie. When did it come out? 93. Yeah. That's interesting. So that's, that's one of... That's like... It's on my list, but it's kind of like keeps getting bumped you know what I mean sure. it's like kind of far back on my list because it's it came out in 1993 so it's hard to prioritize it yeah uh, Magnolia uh, I've heard oh, it's supposed to be crazy yeah William H. Macy's Philip Seymour Hoffman Tom Cruise Julianne Moore John C. Riley. Jesus I gotta see this one I would I would say it's fair to say I haven't seen enough Paul Thomas Anderson movies. I, yeah, I should probably yeah. see all of them. I agree with that. You haven't seen The Master? Haven't seen The Master. I haven't seen Inherent Vice. The Master is a lot like this movie. I haven't seen Boogie Nights or Magnolia really, but I've seen There Will Be Blood. Actually, There Will Be Blood came out in two thousand seven. That's pretty close to like when we first started. Uh, right. Uh, Much movie Money Madness, because I remember that came out mm-hmm. and. Um, Cullen Brothers movie that won Best Picture that year. Obviously can't remember the name. Uh, Statistician? What? No Country for Old Men. Yeah, No Country for Old Men. Those two movies came out. Those two movies came out like right uh, at the same time. That was a great year for movies. It was. Yeah. Yeah. 
I was uh, I was seeing a lot of movies that year too. I was I was No Country over the Holy Blood. Uh, so was I, and I think it was just because of the completeness of the story. It was easier to follow. Yeah, yeah. There Will Be Blood was. It left a lot to the uh, to the watcher. Kind of like this movie leaves a little to the watcher, but it's a more complete story. But they don't spell it out for you. No. You know, they don't tell you what's going on. You yeah. need like a psychologist to go in there and yeah. especially pick the it end. apart. I still yeah, need especially a psychologist. People were making some weird sounds at the end of the movie when like It was a funny movie. <laughs> it was funny. I know. I feel like I didn't laugh enough. I laughed a little. Yeah, I laughed a little. I wasn't expecting to laugh a lot. Yeah, neither was I. But just like his demeanor and how uh, ruthless he was at times. Yeah. It was great. His quips and comebacks and yeah. When I watch There Will Be Blood now, like after watching it, it's super funny to me. Is it? Yeah, because it's just Daniel Day-Lewis the same way, just like dominating every single person. Yeah, he he's him. ruthless. Yeah, he knows how to do it. He play, Yeah, he plays a great overbearingly ruthless character because he just commands, mm-hmm. you know. Um, alright anything else you want to say about the movie or should we move on to another segment here what segment are you trying to get to I just want to say I really like the movie yeah at at first when it ended I didn't know how how much I was going to want to see it again Mm -hmm. but I think now it's only been a couple hours but like I definitely want to see that movie again yeah so do I absolutely I really want to know what kind of car that was so hey readers if you know what kind of car that was he was driving Give us a ride. Let us know. Please. Yeah, please. Um, what segment are you trying to get to? Uh, oh, by the way, if you want to reach us, it's uh, M-M-M-M. How many M's was that? You M-M-M-M-Pod. That's four M's. You're going to want four. Followed by the word pod, P-O-D, at gmail.com or on Twitter at M-M-M-M-M-Pod. Or hit up Nick at NickOwen2 or hit me up at M-B-C-O-M-N. And uh, we'll be sure to get back to you. We loved having some people write in last week, so uh, looking forward to more of that. Yeah, we got that cool mailbag segment that we must apologize for. Oh, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, apparently there was some sort of a snafu in the are editing you, booth. Yeah, are you going to play the real one? Like, I know we're on the segment. Can you just... Mm, I mean, I can just throw it in here. Can you? Right here. see that the uh the quality is much better than was originally presented on yeah. our podcast but the thing is we don't like to go back and re-release these podcasts we'll we'll come out about out with the optimized versions you know probably for the 10-year anniversary or something yeah. we're not gonna we're not gonna do it just the next week uh let's see well you gonna get into a little trailer talk catch the trailers did you you're getting popcorn no, I got muscle right. that's pretty quick well there weren't any there weren't really any new ones um, what was that first one uh, A Quiet Place oh uh, that's the one I didn't see that yeah. was really crazy it was John Krasinski of The Office I don't want to talk about them I didn't see that <laughs> yeah. it looks cool well it looks like a horror movie where yeah. if you speak then they find you but we don't know what they are spooky very spooky. Oh, by the way, in uh, one, one last thing about Fan sure. Thread, he said one thing about, like, oh, I don't think that's so spooky. I need a gif of that. Yeah. That's funny. But 
continue with the trailers. So, uh, so yeah, Quiet Place. You didn't see it. Um, we'll see. I'm sure they'll show more of that later. Fifty Shades Freed. Of course, we've seen it a million times. A bazillion times. Don't want to see it anymore. Looks awful. Let's move on. I hate it. Um, Sicario. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, again, Sicario we've seen it a few times. Seen it a dozen times. Isle of Dogs. Still super excited. Yeah, I've Cannot seen wait. it a few times. Wes Anderson's my boy. The lady sitting next to me who, like, I think might have hated Phantom Thread was, like, giggling the entire Isle of Dogs trailer. Like, she seems What's so not to excited. love? <laughs> yeah. There's something about that movie just, like, it's going to be It looks good. good. Yeah, yeah, it looks great. And it's you're, featuring everybody. I'm already, you're already going to give it, like, a nine. Oh, yeah. I'm going to predict right now it's at least a nine. Yeah. No, you could just give it a nine. Just, just give it a nine? The F. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that might be a ten. I don't know. Yeah, it could Who be. Who am 10. I to say? Knowing you, I can see. It's a nine or a ten. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely nine or ten. It's, yeah. it's not just up there. It's way up there. <laughs> yeah, it's already your favorite movie. Yeah. Of the favorite movie of the last five <laughs> the, years. Teens, whatever you call this decade. Such. Yeah, it's the best movie that's come out since Midnight or uh, Moonlight Kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, the five seven fifteen I think seventeen. It's called Moonrise Kingdom, but Moonrise Kingdom. <laughs> I was thinking Moonlight and Moonrise Kingdom, yeah. and whatever I said before, I was also thinking that. That'd be a hell of a movie. Hell of a movie. The fifteen seventeen to Paris. Every time I see this trailer, it's like the acting gets worse. Oh, shut the heck up! Oh, shut the heck up! Look at this tiny service. Look at this tiny girl. Get shut out of the here, heck right? out, Spencer. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm over it. Like oh, I you see like the train, the the first shot of the trailer is just like the train in the in the country, and it's just like, oh god, I want to see this again. But don't you just ever feel like we're meant for something bigger? <laughs> 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 All right, enough about that. Uh, fully, that's not right. I think no, it's totally, totally with a T. Totally, oh, okay, right. uh, right, fully. Um, I do like Jason R- Reitman a lot, but. I don't know about this movie. It's I don't seen, like that chick. Oh it seems... Uh, totally yourself. It seems not for me, probably. <laughs> what was that movie? I will send it to my sister who just had a baby because that whole beginning reminded me of that. the baby. When I first saw that trailer, this isn't the first time I saw it, but when I first saw it, it was... Uh, like, it was just that baby noise. Mm-hmm. I mean, and by baby noise, I mean, he was crying yeah. for, like, the first half of the, the trailer. I'm just like, why would anyone yeah. see this movie? This is obnoxious. I was so stressed out watching that trailer. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to know what it's like to be a mother in 2018. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't want to sit there. I go to the movies to escape, not to be thrown to someone else's shit. But Jason Ryman did make one of a good movie. Yeah. Thank you for sm- not smoking or smoking. Thank you to all the mothers out there. But I don't, I don't want to sit through it. Not right now. Oh, I, pull, I pulled up Greenberg here on the screen because the very end when she showed up, I was like, this for summers reminds me of Greenberg. <laughs> what? I don't know why. <laughs> I love that movie, though. Weird. They're totally going to get it on, right? <laughs> the mom and Tolly. <laughs> the mom and Tolly. <laughs> Seems that yeah. way. They're totally going to She's like, I'm here to take care of you. Yeah. Sorry to spoil like, it. This is a weird twist that came way too late in this trailer to yeah. salvage it for me. I'm sorry. <clears throat> All right, while I'm shitting on movies, how about Seven Days in Entebbe? Uh, this this yeah. was the uh, oh, yeah. Israeli-Palestinian conflict movie. Sounds like a lot of terrible accents, but interesting story. I don't know. Yeah, it's... 
You get real political with this one. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. I don't know. This is a this is a very like. Was there anyone? It was like Ian Ewan McGregor. No, the main actor from like. Uh, <laughs> yeah, who was that guy? It was like, Ewan McGregor. Glorious Bastards. No, it's the guy from Glorious Bastards. Yeah, that Fast guy. Bender? No, and no. Rosamund Pike looks good in it. Oh, Rosamund Pike was in it. Yeah, yeah, she's the girl who's like, I'll kill anyone. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> she, wow, yeah. She looks like the same thing in Hostiles. Like, she just looks yeah. badass. It's just like, they should call this movie Fifty Shades of Grey because it paints the picture Wait of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict being very black and white when it, that well, it's, it's not anything but. And that's what I'm, that's all I'm going to say on that. <laughs> that's a bad I'm joke. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, yeah, anyways, it definitely paints one side of the picture. Yeah. I think it's one version of the story, I'm sure, and uh, it reminds me a lot of the American war films that come out. Yeah, it doesn't look great. Yeah, it just looks, uh, it looks like it vilifies an entire group of people who See? did something horrible, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Who knows if they should be... Uh, Are you going to see it? Or no? I mean, I don't want to see it. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, okay. I, I really have no interest in seeing, like... I, I'm, like, any anything that's based on reality and brings politics into it, I'd like to see a balanced picture of it. Sure. And this doesn't seem like a balanced picture of, of uh, that. Okay. Um, Daniel Brule is that guy's name, by the way. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. not Ewan McGregor. No, no, no. It's this guy. You'll recognize him. Yeah, no, no, he's in uh, Rush. Yeah. He's in what? Rush. He's, Rush? He's very the band? Good the movie. Oh, the movie. Oh, the movie. With Thor? Yeah. Racing. This one right here? <laughs> oh, this movie right here? He's also in Captain America Civil War. War. Yeah, I didn't really like him in that movie. What movie? Yeah. Captain, Captain America? Captain America. Who was he? Just like a ba- he was like the bad guy. He's like, oh, my dad. Uh, he was in the zookeeper's wife which was boring as hell you saw it? yeah I saw those on HBO is yeah. that the last trailer? that was the yeah, last that trailer. was the last of the trailers yeah. yeah so at this point I'd like to get to a uh, what's up with this what's up with that cause what's up with this uh <laughs> we got sent a video um and it's like how HBO is running movies. Okay. And and this is kind of topical because today our movie might have been a little ruined. Yeah, it was ruined. You want to explain that? Yeah, awful movie going experience at the AMC Mercado Twenty in Santa Clara. California. I know you love to show on Mercado. They're the fucking worst. But the reason they're the worst this time is because the projector, the bulb was probably. I don't know. I don't know how projectors work, but it looks like it was a bad bulb or something. Yeah, and you can pretend to. Yeah. So the I bulb, believe you. The bulb was screwed up. Anyway, there's a big... The center of the screen, it was all bluish. It had a bluish hue to it. Yeah. Throughout the entire... All the previews, all the movies, I went out. I found the only person I could find that worked there, who was like a 12-year-old with a broom. <laughs> and I said, we're trying to watch this movie in here. Uh, there's a, like a blue circle in the middle of the screen. It looks awful. Would you mind sending someone to check on this? And he got on his microphone. They have a little earpiece. Like he's a secret service agent. He goes, uh, movie house two. We got a, 
customer here says there's a big blue circle in the middle of the screen. Uh, and then he, he turns to me and goes, oh, yeah, someone will come down and check that out. Yeah, so I thought, oh, it was that you. way the whole movie. Yeah, not a single person came to check it out. It was pretty brutal. They knew it was shit. I guarantee it. They just run those such a gorgeous things the ground. Too. Yeah, it's uh, like yeah. It's a real something where you're trying to appreciate like the cinematography and everything, like yeah. how the movie actually looks. It re- it's really unfortunate that the big, like everything in the middle of the movie was just a little bluer. Very, very distracting. Um, <clears throat> but this video, how HBO is ruining movies, mm-hmm. it's all about um, pretty much, and I remember this being a big deal when I was in like sixth grade. My sixth grade teacher like preached and was like even obnoxious about how and how like full screen movies were just bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's like no, you gotta get widescreen. Like you want the two black bars at the top and bottom of your movies. Mm-hmm. Like you pretty much need that to see the whole movie. Yeah, because they cut off the movie if you don't. Yeah, full screen just right. take like it's not it chops off the edges of the movie. Yeah, I remember that being a big problem before like HD yeah. TVs and everything. Mm-hmm. But now it's like how it's a thing again because HBO is is pretty much doing that. They're the, the uh, they're not going the same ratio format that the wrong aspect ratios aspect ratio yeah. exactly yeah. Um, uh, but it's just like pretty much the same thing where yeah. they're, they're projecting these movies in full screen when they should be all widescreen and you should be able to see the whole movie yeah. like people's heads are just getting cut off at the top like it's very noticeable mm-hmm. it's it's a problem yeah I, I, do I not. thought this, this problem was solved years ago yeah by the black bars that you put on the screen. Yeah. It's a pretty simple solution. It's very simple. Yeah. Especially with the blacks that can be achieved by televisions nowadays, you can get a real true black from a lot of TVs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not even noticeable when you're watching them, you know? Really? Yeah, you don't think about it. No. Yeah. I'd rather be like, like the guy says in the movie, I'd rather see the movie how the director is shooting it. Absolutely. Rather than... Well, think about it. If you went to watch a movie like uh, um, the... Grand Budapest Hotel, where it's deliberately shot in different aspect ratios throughout the movie. It uses three different aspect ratios depending on the, the time sure. that it's that it's trying to, you know, um, the setting and all that. And uh, yeah, so if you if you're if you're not if your screen's not being adapted to fit those different aspect ratios, you miss out on something that the director did very deliberately, shooting on three different types of film, taking all this extra time, spending all this extra money. Yeah deliberately wanting the viewer to, to experience the movie in this particular way and you're basically throwing that all down the drain because you're selfish. It's very disrespectful to the, your customer. Yes. Can you imagine this movie too? Like when you watch it on <coughs> HBO and then like the shots of the cars, like those are like art artistic shots. Yeah, you're even just, like, like chopping it up just so you could fit it in your screen. Even when they're having like conversations and it's like the screen is going to be Daniel Day Lewis's face but like it's going to be not as much of his face anymore because yeah. it's going to be all wrong. Yeah. Like his, his head fit on it perfectly at certain scenes and then... Yeah. Yeah, you're going to lose those tight shots for yeah. sure. No, it's awful. And I I have... I don't like... I, I, don't, I didn't like watching movies on HBO before because I thought they chose strange movies. I don't like their choice of movies and I think you know this, but you, you always point out... It sounds that retarded, they, but... That they put good movies on there. But now that I don't know, they whatever. definitely have like good movies. I, on I, there. I go to HBO to watch their series, and that's why I'm an HBO okay, subscriber. Well, you're missing out on a lot of movies that they well, put on there. 
apparently I'm missing out on poor treatment of movies. Yeah, so you I are. I will continue to boycott watching movies on HBO. They just have Last of the Mohicans, which is a Daniel Day-Lewis yeah. performance. Would you want watching. to see that without widescreen? Do you know how do you know many to see gorgeous prairie shots there are in that movie? I don't. I've never seen it. It's a gorgeous movie when you watch it correctly. Yeah. So that. So maybe I'll pay the three bucks to rent it on yeah, iTunes. That's what the guy says in the video too. Oh yeah, sure. Give the money to the movie makers. Yeah. And Apple. <laughs> yeah. They could use it. Definitely. <laughs> That's a good. Uh, what's up with this? What's up with that? But thank you. I feel like I learned something. I think the listeners probably learned something too. We had. Uh, I mean, it was relevant today too because our. Totally. Movie. Yeah. It's kind of ruined. Yeah. Yeah. Screw those guys. AMC 20, Mercado 20 in Santa Clara, California. Yeah. They dig the um, Next week, do you want to see, are we seeing Hostiles? Uh, yeah, I still would really like to see Hostiles. I think it's still supposed to expand next week. Yeah. Just 3,000 theaters. They so we should, it. we should be good. I mean, we'll go to Dublin or wherever it was playing if we need to, but... Not Ireland. Yeah. yeah. What do you mean? We could we could have just done that this week. Go to Ireland? No. I'm going to go to Dublin. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see it anyway. Yeah. We'll, we'll see it. Uh, we'll see it because it's going to be around here. Yeah. Probably. Rain, hail, sleet, or snow. We'll be there. You say that, but like multiple times. Uh, well, I say that, and then we call audibles, and we go see Phantom Thread. <laughs> yeah. But we're actually going to do it this week. We're going to see Hostiles. If it's local. If it's local. Which we assume it will be. Which we think it will be. I don't want to keep lying to you and telling you I'm going to San Francisco to see movies and I'm not actually going to. Yeah. Dublin sounds pretty bad, too. Yeah, Dublin's pretty far out there, too. But I'd rather go to Dublin. Rather go to Ireland. Yeah, Ireland. <laughs> I hope you're talking about Ireland. All right, Munchers. Um, I don't remember what I predicted for Hostiles. Seven yeah. or an eight. Yeah, it was somewhere around seven. I think yeah. I randomly gave it a seven, two, five. I think I might have said a six, and you said a s- six, seven, five. I think I said seven, two, five. Yeah, seven, two, five. Because and I said seven. too many sevens going around. Somewhere around there. Yeah. And I'm going to stick with it? I'm stick with mine, too, whatever it was. Yeah. It was around, it was near the same. I Go listen to the Post seven. podcast if you want to know. It's a good oh, cast. It's, good idea. it's a great yeah, cast. It's a good cast, too. Um, but thank you again for munching. Yeah, we, we love you and appreciate you, munchers. Thanks for coming this week, huh? Yeah. I'm Nick Owen. Are you thinking me or are you thinking them? I'm thinking you. Hey, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, okay. Alrighty, thanks for munching. I'm Nick Owen. I'm Michael Brown. See ya. <laughs>